Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, everybody that is uh, doing their best to stay isolated. It's another episode of Eat Sleep Podcast Repeat. My name is Dave Taylor. Welcome to episode 140 of ESPR. And uh, if you've been listening for a long time, we appreciate it. If you're recently new to the show, thanks for uh, finding us. Uh, you know, you can listen to us on SoundCloud, on uh, Stitcher, also iTunes, and we're also uh, back on TuneIn as well. And as we're FM99s and 106.9 The Fox's only wrestling podcast, you can find us on FM99.com and 1069thefox.com as well. And if you'd like to stay in touch with the show, we have Facebook pages, we got Twitter, and we have email. You can always email us, ESPR at FM99.com. And you can find us on Facebook at ESPR99. That's our Twitter handle as well. Wrestling's been a little bit different in the last week or so because of the coronavirus, COVID-19, which is uh, wrecking havoc on everything. Uh, WWE has changed WrestleMania and instead of being in Tampa, it's not going to be at the Performance Center. Over two nights, over two nights is going to be WrestleMania. Uh, Rob Gronkowski is going to be hosting it, by the way. And these uh, two nights are Saturday, April 4th, Sunday, April 5th, which, by the way, like if you look back to last year's WrestleMania, that would have been great if it was on two nights because then I wouldn't have to have stayed up past midnight to watch the one match I wanted to see with Becky Lynch winning last year. So WrestleMania is going to be over two nights. Uh, they're still announcing, uh, announcing matches on the card. And we'll get more of that. But uh, Rob Gronkowski is going to be hosting both nights. And I'm assuming some sort of angle with King Corbin. Uh, there's uh, a lot that can go down because they got uh, two more weeks to uh, shoot their shows. As I got a feeling, as uh, they, I know they were live last night, but uh, I, I got a feeling that WWE is going to be uh, taping you know, the next couple of Raws, the next couple of SmackDowns, because there's really no need for those guys to be hanging around down there. And uh, I'm sure WrestleMania will probably be done that way, which, you know, it's too bad we don't have, like, Sting and Undertaker because they're going to clean up that match and uh, make it look good. Not that it was going to be a bad match, but uh, but just, you know, but any errors they have, I mean, think of the redos and the reshoots they could do on these matches, you know, because, like, you know, if this happened last year, they could have uh, gotten Ronda's shoulders down properly for that three count. So things like that. Uh, also, uh, want to mention as well that ESPN is going to be airing some classic WrestleMania events. As ESPN, well, they're struggling for programming right now, so they brought back the Ode Show, which is on ESPN two, and airing all sorts of shows. And uh, so, if you want to see some, uh, you know, like log cutting championships, some uh, was it like stone skipping championships or cornhole, that that's what's uh, that's what's on the Ode Show. So we'll kind of briefly run through the wrestling shows this week because a lot of it was kind of like recaps, which uh, which was the NXT show because they're trying to figure out what they're going to be doing there as a takeover has uh, has been delayed. But uh, I mean, they, they just ran through some feuds and stuff with some presentations, which is fine if if you're a casual fan, you get kind of get caught up on some stuff and kind of get introduced to some of the wrestlers. But if you're a big fan of it, you, you really need anything different on that uh, Raw. Set up the uh, the match with Edge and Orton. There you had the Undertaker contract signing with AJ Styles, which really didn't do anything. That that might have worked with with a crowd. I will say this: the Edge promo without a crowd, I thought was great. Same thing with Becky Lynch's. You know, it's it's weird because sometimes uh, Sean and I are doing the show. We complain about the crowd sometimes because either you get the stupid what chance. Or uh, you just got somebody like starting to start a chant, and it's just like, can you just listen to what's going on and watch this show? We don't need a chant right now. Let me watch the gosh darn show. 
So I kind of like Edge's promo. I like Becky Lynch's promo in that regard. Uh, the match between like Rey Mysterio and Andrade, yeah, it was okay for what it was, you know, without the crowd and stuff. And um, yeah, the Owens promo was great backstage. And then uh, you know, Austin celebrating 316 day with Becky Lynch, which, by the way, shows you, yeah, Becky's the biggest uh, star in the company right now. There you go. She got the rub from The Rock last year. Now she's hanging out with Steve Austin. So there you go. And poor Byron Sexton, uh, who got kicked in the nether regions on that. I think he's uh, hopefully he's recovered by now. It's been, it's been a few days. So that was that was raw. I'll jump to SmackDown before I get to AEW because because that's that's the bigger story I think of the week. But uh, SmackDown, you had uh, two matches last night, and if you could track down the post match promo. The WWE posted Daniel Bryan. It's a great interview backstage. And uh, he, he pushes up Drew Gulak, which which I would say if you're going to watch anything from the show last night, definitely watch that. Uh, that was great. Actually, the both matches last night were great. Uh, so both tag matches, really good. The uh, the Miz and Morrison, uh, the promo before the match was outstanding. And obviously with heavy machinery, they're leading into a match with Dolph Ziggler and, and uh, Robert Roode. And uh, so we got that to look forward to at Mania, which, um, you know, it's a shame that match doesn't have uh, the crowd because because uh, the payoff is going to be great. And you got to wonder, you know, you, it wasn't like awkward last night between Goldberg and Roman standing in the ring. But if they knew that WrestleMania was going to be in the stadium with nobody in it, they could have gotten away with the Fiend fighting Roman Reigns. But said they got Bill Goldberg. That's going to do it. So. Because because uh, you, you know that, you know, him being Goldberg, there's going to be as many boos as there would have been had he defeated The Fiend. But without an audience, wouldn't have mattered. Wouldn't have mattered, by the way. And, and the shows have been doing a lot of uh, repeats, which, I mean, I know they got limited wrestlers where they are and, and everything. So, you know, so we, so we you know, they did build up at least The Fiend and, and John Cena. And then, you know, they could, you know, record some of those segments because The Fiend's supposed to be on next week and everything else. And, uh Allegedly, a lot of these shows are going to be taped this weekend. So they may say that they're live, but it may, maybe the overdubs will be, but not everything else. So AEW. AEW this week. Man, oh, man. Um, I'll give them credit for uh, I, I think they win the week, which for me to say, you know, is a big thing. But you have um, you know the exalted one as uh, formerly uh, Luke Harper. Luke Harper is now. Brody Lee. Yeah, Brody Lee and AEW Luke Harper as the exalted one. So so the, yeah, that, which I, I thought was great, which I, I think he spoke more in that promo than he did his entire time in WWE, although he did wrestle a house show against uh, Bray Wyatt a couple of years ago when Bray Wyatt was a WWE champion, and he cut a promo after the match. And I'm like, why does this guy do more promos? I don't know. I always felt like WWE dropped the ball with this guy. And uh, so hoping for big things for him in AEW. Uh, he's a guy that definitely deserves it. And then at the end of the show, and I think this would have been different with the audience, with the drones and everything. So because um, we could have got, you know, some stuff on the outside, maybe some screens on the outside or whatever. I know Jericho said they were going to do some things different, but uh, he is there. That's right. Matt Hardy is in AEW now. So a, a great night for AEW, getting some new stars to debut. And uh, Cody had to go a little on the defense event on Twitter because some people were complaining about, uh, oh, AEW now has all these former WWE stars. Well, it's something I think we've addressed, you know, uh, they're, they're doing a better job, I think, of building up the undercard. 
you know, there's some guys on there that, uh, you know, wrestle in the independents, which be honest, if you don't follow the independents, you don't know who these guys are. And seeing, you know, these guys on and then you mix them in with, with names that we know, I mean, how else are you going to build them up? It may take a while. Now, if they can work in the women's division a little bit more, we'll see what happens there. But, uh, but definitely a good week for AEW. So for the time being, oh, by the way, for AEW, uh, Blood and Guts, which was supposed to happen on Wednesday, on Wednesday the 29th, that, not the 29th, actually Wednesday the 25th, Wednesday the 25th, there we go, look at the right calendar, Wednesday the 25th, that has been postponed until further notice, and uh, this is the, the owner and everybody at AEW just you don't need to do it right now. It just with the mood of everything going on, and uh, you know, I I think they want to build this up properly, so that is not going to happen next week. The blood and guts match. So I'm not sure what AEW is going to be doing if they're going to be taping a lot of stuff and then kind of waiting this out and doing a couple of weeks at a time. I mean, it's a problem with Raw, as uh, you know, you can only do so much, and then you have to rehash stuff. So what we got on Monday was the reshowing of the Royal Rumble match. Which is not a bad thing, but if if you've seen the Rumble, and sometimes I'll go back and watch some some old Royal Rumble matches, but if you are uh, you know if you recently saw it and you're like, well, you know, it was okay or whatever else, and you don't need to see it again, then you know it is what it is because that was uh, you know like an hour long match or so, and they showed it in its entirety. So if you wanted to watch Brock Lesnar beat the crap out of everybody again, you know you had that, but that that match was over an hour long. And they ran it nonstop. And then they put that part on Hulu, too, because they didn't have anything else to show. So I had to fast forward through all that because I, I didn't feel like watching. So maybe next week we get the Women's Royal Rumble, which was almost an hour long as well, with Charlotte winning. Well, they got to fill programming somehow. So, you know. Uh, by the way, AEW, I also congrats uh, to having some wrestlers hanging out in the area as the show is going on to provide some noise. So that kind of helped a little bit. Uh, you know, you think of the old days when WWF uh, used to uh, tape their shows, and WCW did this too, but WWF was pretty good at it. If you watch, like, the old, like, wrestling challenge or superstars are wrestling in, uh, you know, if you go watch some old primetime wrestling on the network, and they would have these TV matches. Not the Madison Square Garden matches, because those weren't really yeah, – I mean, they were shot for, you know, the network that they showed them on uh, WR or whatever the networks were in New York at the time, but – but the superstars are wrestling and, you know, challenge and the primetime wrestling, all those crowds were sweetened at the TV tapings. And it was always obvious because when somebody came out and, you know, you didn't see the crowd going nuts, but you'd always hear this like warm chair for somebody. And then you could kind of tell when somebody was really over, you know, but, uh, but sometimes you get these matches where, you know, you would hear stuff and then the crowd's, the crowd's not reacting at all. Yeah. It's supposed to be a guy we're cheering for. It's supposed to be a guy we're supposed to be booing. Or whatever, you know, they would sweeten the crowd, but that was that was just part of the, you know, it'd be kind of funny if they did that now, but it would go over a lot of people's heads. There'd probably be some complaining on the internet. So uh, that's what we got. By the way, the WrestleMania card starting to uh, shape up a little bit, which they announced the match for Bailey, who she's going to be defending the title against. And I thought the segment was kind of awkward a little bit, and and, and no fault to the. People involved with Paige Bailey and Sasha, and, and how much of that was live, or how much of that was Bailey and, and Sasha kind of you know, interacting with with what Paige was saying, because it kind of worked. But um, 
So Bailey's going to be defending against Lacey Evans, Dana Brooke, Tamina Naomi, Sasha Banks in the match. And and Sasha, uh, Sasha kind of looked shocked, but, uh, you know, they kind of focused on her a little bit. So I don't know if it's a buildup to the feud or what, what's going to go on, but uh, but that's what we have right now for the next uh, WWE event. By the way, other matches on the card, we'll uh, run through these uh, just a second here. As I bring it up, but of course you got Brock Lesnar versus Drew McIntyre, which is a shame that uh, uh, Drew wins. You know he's not going to get the uh, the big audience here. And then you got uh, Rhea Ripley, Charlotte Flair, as we know, uh, Becky Lynch, Shayna Baszler, uh, got Goldberg, Roman Reigns, the Bailey match you mentioned, and then um, we'll find out next week. Although I got a feeling this will probably be a three way, but well, uh, the Miz and John Morrison taking on either the New Day or the Usos. Of course, this, uh, the Fiend fighting John Cena, AJ Styles, and the Undertaker, and Kevin Owens. And Seth Rollins, two matches that we're not going to get at WrestleMania that we've done the last couple of years, and it makes sense that we're not going to get these matches. Are the two battle royals? So the Andre the Giant battle royal not going to happen this year, and the same thing with the women's battle royal as well. So those two matches not happening at WrestleMania because you, you just can't have that many wrestlers in the ring at the same time with all the uh, with all the fears going on right now and all the concerns. With COVID nineteen, a uh, smart move. I uh, didn't even announce those matches to begin with, but they're not going to be happening. But uh, WrestleMania going to be held over two nights, April fourth and fifth, without an audience at the Performance Center and other venues. So they can tape this in many different ways. So uh, those shows, at least on the plus side, if you can imagine, are they going to? Here's a question: Are they going to tape two different endings, so that way nothing gets spoiled? You know, are they going to? do something and uh, say Ronda Rousey shows up in the Becky Lynch, Shayna Baszler match, you know, and say she costs Becky the title or whatever, or maybe she goes after Shayna afterwards. Are, are they going to tape different things so nothing gets leaked? Because if this stuff gets out, somebody's going to be in a lot of trouble with that because, of course, this being a big show for WWE. What if, you know, what if Sting comes out, you know, gets the uh, AJ Styles taker match or something else goes on? We will see over time. Hey, by the way, one thing I want to address, not wrestling-related is uh, the passing of Kenny Rogers. Uh, Kenny didn't really do anything with wrestling, but I thought I would share Kenny Rogers' story for you. And it was uh, back in 2002, I saw Kenny Rogers in concert. It was a show in Portsmouth, Virginia, performed at the uh, Portsmouth Pavilion. And uh, yeah, I always kind of grew up with like, you know, it wasn't like a diehard Kenny Rogers fan, but, but I definitely knew like the hits and stuff. I mean, kind of, you know, grew up in a household that played a lot of music and that was stuff that you heard all the time. And then the one time Kenny's going to perform the greatest, which is a song about baseball. And as soon as he goes into the song, a coworker of mine wants to tell me a baseball story while the gosh darn song is playing. And so I'm just kind of like, really, you're going to tell me this right now. Like you can't tell me this on Monday. So I had to sit through the entire story. Then saw about 30 seconds of the song with that Kenny performing a song. I wanted to see. There you go. Anyways, that's my Kenny Rogers story. He's a legend. Uh, if you want to find something that doesn't really kind of sort of have to do with Kenny Rogers, go check out some uh, Kenny Rogers jackass clips. They're from Mad TV. And uh, there's there's two of those. Uh, the first one uh, is features a couple of guys from Blink-182. And the second one features some guys from Jackass in it. And they're both pretty funny. I think the first one's the better of the two because some of the stunts. I'm still trying to figure out how they did one of them. 
to this day. It's just outstanding. So check that out. Maybe, I don't know, check out the old Seinfeld episode where uh, Kramer has the uh, Kenny Rogers roaster sign. <laughs> Crazy stuff. All right, so we got some time to fill. So what we're going to do is dig in the vault here and bring out, since, hey, since all the other shows are doing it, well, mainly WWE, why not go into the vault ourselves and bring out some classic interviews? And this is one that we wanted to bring up at one time. Uh, and and we, we just haven't, but uh, Kevin Owens was somebody I got to talk to a long time ago before we were doing the podcast. And uh, Kevin, man, it was a great interview. And here it is, Kevin Owens on the SBR. Kevin Owens, how you doing? I'm good, how are you? I'm doing great. It's a pleasure to talk to you. And Kevin, uh, probably for anybody that's come on the scene of the WWE, the rise that you've done in the last couple of months is absolutely amazing. How, how does it feel? I mean, you've been in the in the, the independence a short time in NXT, and now you're a superstar. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to lie. It feels pretty great. Uh, I've gone through everything so quickly. Uh, you know, it took me 15 years to get here in the first place. So for things to have uh, evolved so quickly, uh, you know, from the moment I got to NXT to now, you know, it's a great feeling. Obviously, I've always wanted to be on Raw, SmackDown. I've always wanted to be on this stage. Uh, you know, ever since I was 11 years old. So, uh, you know, it's pretty cool to see it all happening right now. And, and, and watching you wrestle, um, I mean, I, I've referred to your name, I'll, I'll be honest, uh, throughout the years, but I never had a chance to see you wrestle. And then watch you come in in your first couple of matches with John Cena. Uh, you, you've made, and this is not a knock against John Cena because he's amazing, but you've you've made, you got more out of him than a lot of guys do. And your matches were so highly entertaining. Just outstanding. I want to, you know, just just pat you on the back for that because just to see, Thank you. because to, to see, to see, you know, you know, because I mean, and I know, I know when you came out of the scene, you know, and, and you and John been wrestling for the same amount of time. Obviously, John's been in the WWE longer, but but to get that out of the John and, and just you know and watch your match with uh, Cesaro at SummerSlam, and um, you know, which is a very physical match, which you know makes me happy. I've never tried to wrestle because man, <laughs> your 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 style of wrestling is. Uh, you know, I know I'm kissing up here. Sorry to do that at the beginning, but uh, but That's just all good. but but very, but very imp- impressive. And um, you know, and I'm sure fans are looking forward to seeing at the Hampton Coliseum this Friday night. And how does it feel? I guess the change is, you know, when you're when you're in these arenas and stuff, uh, the fans, because I know the independent fans and and Ring of Honor and everything that you were a part of years before that, is, is it is it you know is it greater because you know the audiences are bigger? I mean, of course, it's a WWE where every superstar wants to be. How, did you ever think you would get to this moment? I really did. I think I had a lot of faith in myself. I always had. You know, it might sound a bit arrogant, but I kind of had. You know, uh, I remember having a conversation with a friend of mine, actually Sami Zayn, who you know uh, him him and I have you know gone, gone back and forth in NXT. Uh, I had a conversation with him, I want to say at this point, 12 years ago, maybe 10 years ago at least. And uh, I was telling him how, to me, being in WWE wasn't, not only was it a dream, but it was a goal. And to me, there's a distinction between having a dream and having a goal, you know? Uh, To me, the goal is, I'm going to, this is going to happen. A dream is something where, oh, you know, this would be nice if it could happen. But to me, it was a goal. And I always worked towards it in that that way, with that uh, frame of mind. So I, I kind of always thought that this would happen for me, and you know, here I am. You know, for for a lot of guys that come through NXT, and and, and maybe because you've been you've been doing it longer, it's um it's sometimes like they're there for like a longer time. I know guys like Tyler Breeze and a few other guys have been there for a while. Well, Sammy I know has been injured, but like you were there 
I think you came out of the scene like November of last year. I know you signed in August, but uh, but you were there, I guess, a relatively short time. I mean, how, how did they know that you were ready? How did you know you were ready? I mean, I don't know how they knew or who made the call. Uh, obviously, it had something to do with Vince McMahon because he runs the show, you know, but I feel like, um, you know, NXT was very valuable in terms of getting you ready for the television product and the television aspect of Raw and SmackDown because on the independent scene and even with Ring of Honor who had, you know, a bit of, uh, you know, who was on television uh, on a much smaller scale, there was no emphasis on production and, and you know, uh, wrestling for TV, if you will. But NXT, uh, Triple H built NXT in such a way that it's really just a smaller version of Raw. So when you're in NXT, every day you're getting ready for the moment you'll, you'll, you'll show up on Raw. So I feel like, you know, I, I was in NXT for six months, and I feel like whoever made the call to have me come to Raw saw that I was ready. And, you know, I've been doing this for 15 years, so as far as my in-ring uh, abilities were concerned, I, you know, I think they already knew that I was ready. It was just maybe a bit more seasoning in terms of how to wrestle for television. But I think I picked that up pretty quickly. And, uh, you know, I, I feel it was also more of a matter of, you know, John Cena needs somebody uh, to, to, to wrestle that'll be interesting and fresh. And we have, you know, we have this guy in NXT that people want to see, uh, you know, and it just, it just kind of worked out. And it worked out. I mean, to come out of the scene of the WWE and either be a name that people know and recognize, and then your first match with John Cena is, you know, I mean, it doesn't get much better than that. <laughs> it's a great. No, it's not a bad way to kick things off. Yeah. <laughs> the in NXT, maybe uh, you could describe the the process in a short manner. I know. That, I mean, there's a training and there's a wrestling. Is it almost like there's like classrooms for like cutting promos? Is you know, is it yeah, kind of like uh, you know, did not break so the fourth wall? We have, uh, you know, there's a, I mean, uh, you know, Triple H is always very open about how the performance center works. Uh, it, it, there's a there's a room that everybody calls the mirror uh, where you cut promos. And uh, the reason it's called the mirror is because, you know, anybody who uh, you ask, you know, any old-time wrestler who you ask, how do I get better promos, they'll say, you know, cut them in the mirror, do it in front of a mirror. So they call that room the mirror, and it's basically, it's a room uh soundproof room that you can go into and there's an ipad there you enter your code and it records everything you do in that room and it sends it to a computer and then you can go enter your code in the computer and you can watch it back and you know if you want a coach to look at it and give you feedback you can tell them hey i just did something in american go check it out they have access to it it's uh you know and it, that's not the only there's a there's a room where everybody sits down and watches uh, it's called uh you know skull session because it's a coach watching wrestling with you, telling you, uh, you know, explaining everything that's happening and telling you why this works, why this doesn't work, why did, why do this, why not to do that. So, uh, you know, there is more than what happens in the ring, absolutely. And, you know, it's just a matter of uh, when Triple H built that place, he wanted to give uh, the guys and girls in there every resource possible to get as good as they could, and he definitely did that. Oh, that's great. I, I, w I would love to just get, take a tour of that place. I know that it's, it hasn't really been open for the media yet, but I, I know you know some of those guys who do those wrestling websites, I'm sure, would, would love that stuff. Yeah. Actually, I think there's a tour uh, on Monday, September 28th. There's a tour that people can take. Uh, I think you can buy tickets or something like that, and you can go and visit the Performance Center. So uh, people should go on uh, www.com and, and check that out if they're interested in, uh, in visiting the place.
We're talking to WWE superstar Kevin Owens. Going to be at the Hampton Coliseum this Friday night, September 4th. Uh, you mentioned uh, the legends and stuff, and I know like Sting's been kind of around here and there. And, and, and NXT, uh, and I'm sure you, you've worked with him a bit. Uh, was he uh, late uh, Dusty Rhodes? How much of an influence mm-hmm. was he on you? Yeah, Dusty, uh, I, I was only in NXT for 10 months, so I only got to know Dusty for 10 months. But in those 10 months, he made more of an impression on me than anybody I've ever encountered in wrestling. And, um, you know, I got, I, I, I think I got pretty close with him. You know, the highlight of my day was going to sit in Dusty's office and talking about wrestling with him, you know. Um, he was just, uh, he was, uh, he was unlike anybody else I've ever met, you know, and he cared about every single person in that performance center, which was, you know, it didn't matter if it was somebody who had been there for a week and had never wrestled before, or if it was somebody that like me who had been through it for 15 years and, you know, was just trying to make it to the big stage. Finally, he, he took a personal interest in everybody's story and in everybody's development. And, uh, you know, his, his uh, input and his advice was invaluable. And he's, uh, I mean, I, I haven't been back to the performance center since he passed because, honestly, I, I, uh, I kind of don't think, like, it wouldn't be the same without him. But I know that everybody there misses him a lot. I miss him a lot. Everyone does, you know. He was, uh, he was a great guy. Yeah, he, he definitely was a legend. And I remember one of his, it might have been one of those, the, uh, something on the WWE Network where he's talking about doing promos. And he's like, you know, it's always got to be about you know, where the money is, you know, talking to, you know. Where when you're cutting promos, it's all about you know the business and you know making money and selling up you know selling the next thing that's coming up and you know not just going out there and talking and stuff. A very valuable guy in the business. When you were growing Absolutely. when you were growing up, who did you like to watch? I was a big Stone Cold Steve Austin fan. Probably I like to say that at one point, as cliche as it sounds, I was the biggest Stone Cold Steve Austin fan in the world. Uh, you know, my room was plastered, uh, you know, floor to ceiling with Stone Cold Steve Austin posters. Uh, I was a big fan of Shawn Michaels as well. Shawn Michaels is actually the reason I ever wanted to become a wrestler in the first place. I saw uh, one of his matches at WrestleMania 11, and it sold me on this is what I want to do. Uh, I was 11 years old at the time, and it never changed, you know. Uh, so those two guys in particular, and I was also a big fan of uh, Steve Carino, uh, who was in ECW and who I, you know, I ended up becoming close friends with uh, throughout the years, you know, in the independence. Those were probably my three favorite wrestlers of all time. What is the meaning behind Fight Owens Fight? Um, I mean, it's just, I, 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 I feel like that describes me very well. You know, whether it's in the ring or even outside of the ring, just, you know, you got to fight for, you know, everything you have in life, you know. And it's also, uh, you know, it doesn't necessarily mean physical fight. I, you know, I, I feel like it's something that anybody can relate to, you know. Life's not easy. It just isn't. And, you know, if I hadn't, if I hadn't fought, you know, for 15 years to get here, I wouldn't have gotten here. You know, it wasn't an easy road, and I've had a lot of people tell me that I wouldn't get here. But I fought to prove all these people wrong. In a way, it's it's a weirdly, I don't know, I guess it's weirdly inspirational, but, uh, you know, it works in and out of the ring for me. Uh, and it's just something that I feel uh, just really describes who I am. Well, you've done a great job with it so far, and I'm looking forward to you know what's going to happen down the road with you. And uh, who do you want to wrestle at WrestleMania next year? I, I know we're what nine months away, but you know if you could like pencil a name on there, who would you like to fight? Hey, I'm, I mean, I, I just want to be on WrestleMania, but uh, you know, I'd love to get in there with Brock Lesnar. I don't know if that's realistic considering WrestleMania is you know WrestleMania, but if I could get in there with anybody from I don't know Sami Zayn, Finn Balor. 
Dolph Ziggler, Chris Jericho, anybody. You know what I mean? Like, I'd be happy uh, to be in there with anybody, and I think we could do something very special. So uh, I just want to be on WrestleMania. Kevin Owens, thank you so much. It's a pleasure. I know I know. I, I would love to talk to you all day. I know you got to do other interviews and stuff, but uh, <laughs> we're out behind time. Thank but, you. but you are uh, a true, you know, superstar that is a pleasure to watch and and um and and thank you for uh, coming in and uh, shaking things up cuz you definitely did that in the WWE. Thanks a lot. I appreciate that. It was so great to talk to him and I'm glad that like yeah, I was worried for a while, but I, I think the face change has really helped him out and kind of freshened him up a little bit. But uh, he's definitely one of the best talkers in the WWE at this time. So we will be back in a few days, and in one form or another, uh, could be solo, it could be a team. I don't know. Uh, it could be maybe via the phone, as uh, as we're all kind of uh, doing our self isolation here. And we'll be back uh, in a couple of days for another episode of Eat Sleep Podcast. Repeat again. You can always email us a couple of days for another episode of eat sleep podcast repeat again you can always email us espr at fm99.com that's espr at fm99.com you can also find us on twitter or facebook at espr 99 which by the way i appreciate the comments and everything this week we're going to post some more stuff and have you way yet which is going to really help out the show the next couple of weeks as we get to wrestlemania and I asked, I asked uh, the other day, last night, about how you feel about empty arena shows that AEW and WWE are doing. And here's some of the comments. So Mike writes in, I'm actually enjoying it. When fans are back in the seats, it will mean that we are returning to normal. Uh, Joseph says, not really a fan. Crowd reaction is a huge part of pro wrestling. Show must go on, though, which you have to admit, it brings up a good point because uh, these are AEW and WWE, the only two things that are still going on. At the moment, at least some of the late night hosts, uh, you know, they're running repeats, but they're doing stuff online and not on the network yet. Dave Cotton says it's uh, kind of weird and interesting. Joshua Greg says it's all right. Philip Kilmore says I'm not too big on it. And James uh, uh, Suit says uh, AEW did it best, and I think they did do a good job this week. And uh, <laughs> as regards to the uh, two-night WrestleMania, uh, Mike Downs said let's hope it's not two seven-hour shows. Definitely uh, – Agree with you there, Mike, and uh, we'll see what happens on that. Of course, WrestleMania again coming up April 4th and 5th with essential personnel on site. So I, I guess that does that mean in like two years that they go back to Tampa and try this once more? We'll see what happens. Well, stay safe wherever you are and, um, you know, stay self-quarantined or isolated. I mean, get some fresh air and, uh, you know, take take us for a walk. Listen to some classic episodes. We got Sergeant Slaughter on, or the last uh, the review of the last WWE event, which was the Elimination Chamber. Check out some classic episodes. Stay with us and uh, comment as well. And until then, we'll see you soon for another episode. And don't forget to eat, sleep, podcast, and repeat. That's always great to hear about myself. Thanks for hanging out. I'm Dave Taylor.